Hello, my friend. This is Clyde. Remove the limits when you ask. Philippians 4 verses 19 and 20 says, And my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Now to our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. The Indian business tycoon Mukesh Ambani is ranked as the 11th richest man in the world. And guess how much he is estimated at? $97 billion. How many zeros come after the number 97? But let us jump to the top three. Number three, Bernard Arnault. And he is worth $126 billion. Number two, Jeff Bezos. He is worth $187 billion. And the richest man in the world, Elon Musk, he is worth $269 billion. Let's put that into perspective. The budget for the state of New York for 2022 is estimated to be $212 billion. And that is a state where over 20 million people live. In other words, Elon Musk could lend the governor of New York $212 billion to run New York efficiently. And Musk would still be a millionaire. That is some crazy money we are talking about. How much is God worth? I've never heard anyone include God on the list of world's richest man. That is not fair because it is important for us to get an idea of God's wealth. Well, let me build an argument about God. I suggest God is the richest man in the world. No, I'm not joking. Why do I say that? I could start at Psalm 24 verse 1. One version says God claims earth and all that is in it. You might probably be familiar with the more conservative version which says, The earth is the Lord's and all its fullness. Do you see what I am seeing? Not only does God own the earth, this planet, all four corners of the earth, and then he owns all that is in the world, and it does say all, then it means that God is the richest man in the world. Who would even begin to estimate God in terms of dollars and cents? We would be reviewing his bank balances and his stocks and his assets for a long time. God has more money, more wealth than you and I can imagine. So much more. Where am I going with this? There's a reason to my madness. I would like to explore two arguments. One. Remember in Matthew 6 when Jesus released to his followers a model for praying? Now bear in mind that Jesus is the Son of God and he took a break from heaven and came to earth and took on human form. So here is Jesus the human praying and in his prayer he said, Give us this day our daily bread. Jesus, who came from heaven, who has a direct relationship with God, Jesus knows everything about God. So here is Jesus praying and asking God, who is the richest man in the world, to give us today the daily bread that we need. What do you think is going on in Jesus' mind? He asks for bread for today. Why limit the supply of bread for today if God owns everything in the world? Jesus knows God, and Jesus knew when God provided manna for the Israelites in the desert for 40 years every day. Watch this. 
God told them to only pick up enough manna every day because same time, same place tomorrow, there will be fresh manna. In other words, Jesus is saying, you can go to the supermarket early each morning every day and buy groceries based on the meals you intend to cook and the snack for your large family only for today. At 9 p.m. tonight, you should not have any food in your cupboard or the refrigerator because fresh food awaits you tomorrow morning. If you have food in the house, throw it out because you're getting fresh food tomorrow. So when I pray to God, the richest man in the world, and ask him to give me this day my daily bread, I should know that I'm talking about food for today because I can ask him for the same thing tomorrow with the assurance that he will do the same tomorrow and the next day and the next day. I don't have to cut and carve today's supply of bread that I get from God because tomorrow I will pray the same prayer and he will supply. Oh, before I forget, please remember that Jesus was the one who taught you how to deal with his father. He says, ask and it shall be given unto you. Okay, number two, the second point comes from the text. My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. The writer talks about his God, which is the same God Jesus was praying to in the Matthew prayer, which is the same God who gave fresh manna every day to the Israelites for 40 years, is the same God who owns the world and all that is in it. The writer says that this God will supply all your needs. Stop right there. He will. Not he will try. He can say it like this because he understands Psalm 24 verse 1 that God owns everything. God owns everything. And so the writer of this text is giving you a guarantee. God shall give you what you want. But the next part of that one line says, according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. I see something here that you did not see. The unlimited supply of resources that God has belongs to Jesus. So please understand that what Jesus prayed for when he said, give us this day our daily bread, he was inadvertently inviting you to trust him, Jesus, who is able to supply all your needs. So I must conclude. Jesus owns everything because Jesus and his father are one. God owns everything. So here is what you and I need to do. First of all, when we pray, we need to know who we are praying to, the God who owns everything. When we ask God for something, we must remember that he was the one who said, ask and it shall be given unto you. When we pray, we have to remove the limits from off God because God is unlimited in his wealth. When you pray, have faith, pray big and expect big from God. He owns the earth and all its riches in glory in Christ Jesus.